Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Songs from the Basement. This is your host, Stuart Held, and uh, this is uh, show number five in the series of six so far of Minnesota local music, well, at least my neck of the woods, bringing you records uh, that were pressed and put out in Minnesota. Some of the records you're going to hear have not uh, gone any farther than the borders of Minnesota unless someone transported them over the over the lines. <laughs> Anyway, uh, some of the acts you're going to hear tonight are, are going to be from people like Chuck Wow, the Rockin' Ricochets, Tom Bright, the Metro All-Stars, Replacements, Three Below, Dare Force, Peter Himmelman, Marshall Fields, and so many more. Well, I don't know, until I run out of music for this show. Anyway, let's get started with one from uh, a group called, uh, what are they called, Whiskey River. Here's one called Streetwise right there from 1982 on Songs from the Basement. Out on the avenue, a young man is dead. Somebody's bullet put a hole in his head. Everybody's bitching that tires got a red Then it gotta slow it down Back in the alley it's black as sin Look at the madam go at him again Bring some money as you let you slip it in She's the very best around Gotta be streetwise, streetwise. I'm stone in a shop in your knife. You wanna live in a part of your life. You gotta be I tell you again, they gotta be streetwise. Stuttering a good and now if he dead, don't bother me with your pitiful prayers. I'm there. Back alley, daddy, you best beware. You gotta be streetwise.
some dapple love is some dapple money do not get stung when you reach for the honey some call it fun yeah i call it fun now you gotta be Got songs from the basement. That's uh, Whiskey River right there, 1982, and a song called Streetwise. Um, yeah, great way to start the show out. Uh, here's another one uh, from a, kind of an obscure group, but um, rumor has it one of the guys from the Jayhawks may have played in this band, but I'm not quite sure. Uh, this is a group called 1111. This was made in 1985. Here's a song by them called Nth Degree on Songs from the Basement.
that's the way it goes. Nth degree by uh, a group called 1111. They caught a single in 1985. And um, I, I mentioned before uh, uh, <laughs> a guy named uh, maybe Mark Perlman may have been with 1111 because uh, I knew uh, I knew Mark Perlman from the Jayhawks. And uh, his younger brother, uh, Dean, I thought I mentioned Dean there. Uh, the reason why I mention that is because um, many years ago, Dean and I worked at one of our first jobs. We worked at a community center in their health club, actually. We were just out of high school or about that. And what happened was is that... Um, I was going to give uh, Dean Perlman some music, actually, from, from my basement, in fact. This is around 1984, 85, something like that, maybe 1984. And uh, he gave me a tape uh, to record this stuff on. So I don't know if Dean would ever remember this, but uh, he said, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you can record over this. This is my brother's band, uh, you know, no big deal. It was, you know, them playing live somewhere. And I saw on the cassette it said 111.1. Um, I figure it was from a couple years before that, 82, 83, something like that. I l listened through it first, and I thought, wait a minute, I like this stuff. I don't want to erase this. So I gave him another tape of what I was going to give him, and I kept the 111.1 live, and the nth degree, there was like... Like a live version of it or a demo on this one old tape which is probably worth a lot of money now um i'm the only one that has it now but if, if dean wants another copy or his brother wants a copy no problem i can give it to him anyway um so that's why it was rumored that uh, mark perlman from the jayhawks may have been in 111.1 before this record was cut he wasn't on this one i think the jayhawks probably were forming around the mid mid late 80s at this point anyone who likes the jayhawks or knows about them i just thought i'd throw that fun fact in for you okay anyway this is songs in the basement your host, Stuart Heldon, today we're doing the fifth installment of Minnesota music. In other words, uh, music coming out of my state, Minnesota, in the United States of America. And we're just playing stuff that uh, originated from here. Some stuff made it uh, nationally, and some stuff didn't. Okay, but that's why the stuff that didn't make it. I want to let uh, people that are living abroad hear what uh, came out of this place, okay? Here's another one uh, by a group, The Phones. They were kind of more of a punk act, actually, or a punk group. Here's one from 1982 called Modern Man.
The phone's right there, a song called Modern Man 1982. Uh, we're kind of playing the mid-80s, uh, uh, yeah, early mid-80s on uh, Songs in the Basement. Local music from uh, Minnesota here, mostly Minneapolis, but around this area, and uh, maybe a little bit beyond. Uh, anyway, Modern Man, the phone's right there on Songs in the Basement. Uh, the next song we're going to play is... Um, I don't know if it's part one or part two, but uh, this is actually one of those high school uh, records that were made uh, through a church. Uh, it was in Burnsville, Minnesota. I guess this is where it, this originated from, and uh, it was presented by the uh, pop group, the high school, the high school pop group performing group of Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, Burnsville, Minnesota, and uh, I guess a couple of the students here uh, Hans Hansen and Terry Bachlin uh, made up a record called Life Maker and we're going to play a track from uh, that called um, what's this one going to be called? Uh, it's going to be called uh, Born Again from I guess the whole ensemble. It was like a choir and a chorus and a little band and uh, this is kind of what they sounded like. This goes back around, I'm, I'm saying, thinking 1982 for this one. Yeah I know we're playing 82 stuff but we'll, we'll glom that stuff in. So Life Maker born again on Songs in the Basement. There you go. That's Life Maker, kind of short there. Um, it was made by um, what was it? Uh, I'm gonna say it again. Hans Hansen and Terry Bachlin, and it was like the pop group, well, the high school pop group performing group of Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, Burnsville, Minnesota. I probably got something wrong there, but uh, if anyone was involved with that, uh, well. I'll tell you what, you know what you can do. You can email us at Songs on the Bass Wing. Tell me more information. I think I may have met someone on that record. There was a picture of uh, those people on there, the kids in high school, and they were probably about my age, too. So I'd like to know a little more information about that. Maybe we can play something else uh, from them on future shows. Not bad, actually. So there. Anyway, this is Songs in the Basement, and we're going to move along with some more stuff. Um... This next one is actually kind of a rare record here, very rare. Uh, it was one of the most unusual records that did come out in the, that year, 1982, because it was the way it was pressed. It was pressed on a, a Evertone sound sheet, 
I wish it was an actual vinyl of this because this song actually is one of my favorite local songs ever of any of these things uh, that came out of Minnesota. But the way it was pressed, it was on like a, a metal sheet uh, it, for a gimmick and a piece of cardboard. And I guess the, when you get this record, you got to be careful of the edges because they are very sharp. And I guess uh, there was an article an old friend of mine told me that uh, uh, in the Twin City newspapers, uh, one of the local ones, we have something called City, City Pages. Uh, but it was called Sweet Potato way back when. And uh, this record, it uh, got reviews for being uh, a three-song EP, which was good, but it got panned because the way people were handling it and, uh, you know, people were hurting themselves on this thing. So I don't know how much this thing is worth. It's probably worth a little bit. It's a group called Chuck Wow, and uh, they were just a local group. I think um, uh, one of the guys I knew years ago working at a record store, uh, a guy named Scott Rexer, uh, was part of this band. They did do one single after all this, so they have about, uh, let me think, five songs out there possibly. That's all I know about. They could, they could have more. I never saw them play around, but they, they recorded a couple things. They recorded this uh, three-song sheet EP on Evatone Soundsheets, and then a single uh, a year or two later. But I'm going to play one from the Evatone Soundsheet. Hopefully you'll like this one. This is uh, one of my favorites, Chuck Wow, and a song called Symphony in White on Songs from the Basement.
Listening to songs in the basement, rocking on right here in the basement. That's uh, A A R A and R or A R and the Rock and Ricochet. Let's try this again. Yeah, I can talk today. A R and the Rock and Ricochets, 1982, and a song called "Rock On," kind of a tribute to rockabilly and early rock bands. You know, from the 50s early 60s, things like that. Anyway, uh, you know, the record, I think, originally came from South Dakota, but that's okay because it was just over the border of Minnesota and South Dakota. And uh, we shared, Minnesota shared a lot of uh, local bands that were from Minnesota with South Dakota, and they did the same thing with us. So it was almost like a, uh, I don't know, uh, a record family, if you want to call it, back in the 50s and 60s. Here, I'm just putting the record away here. That's the record you just heard. The Rock and Ricochets, really. Uh, that's what they were played. It's a very rare record. I had a problem trying to get it. Um, I think early on in Songs in the Basement's history, back in 2013, I actually uh, wanted to get this. I had to go to eBay to buy this, and I played it on one of my early, early shows. Uh, that's how badly I wanted it, because there was a radio station way back in 1982. Uh, yeah, I know that magically you're 82. Um, some people might differ with me. Me too. Uh, they, they, One of the local oldies stations that I used to work at uh, played that song. on. I don't know about high rotation, but pretty high. And uh, another good friend of mine who I can't get on Songs in the Basement, he should be doing a show with me right now. He should be here, another musicologist or another vinyl expert, basically. Um, knew about that. He taped that on uh, that radio station. One of the disc jockeys did it, and I heard it from him first. And I'm like, wow, what a great song. So um, I had to go find that record. It took me a while to find it, but uh, we played it, and we played it again. So there, I'll probably play, play it again after that. Okay, Rock and Ricochet is Rock On, if you like that song. Kind of rare, but you could probably check your computer, you know, your, <laughs> your local computer, and find if you like that song, where to find it. Otherwise, just re rewind the show and listen to it again. I'd be happy if you did that, too. Okay. Now, moving on, we're in the same year, 1982. Uh, this is actually, I hate to say it, but it's my opinion because it's my show. One of my least favorite songs I've ever heard in my whole entire life. One of them. But it was a huge, huge hit up here in the fall of 1982. 
everyone loved this song. They couldn't get enough of this thing. And it's not the, that's not the reason why I, I hate it. It's just because it's a stupid song. But I think you might agree, unless you're a hipster, that if you're a hipster, you'll love this song. Everyone in town was singing this song they, they really were they're going around uh, blah, 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 blah. anyway um this was actually made for um, another radio station that doesn't uh it might in our town minneapolis st paul minnesota united states uh it was made for a, a top 40 station called wlol and i guess i can say that because uh that radio station is doesn't exist anymore um one of the local uh classical radio stations took it over and called it something else so i guess i can say wlol and i knew people that worked there i never worked there but i wanted to uh but since they never hired me you know i can say this song sucks okay <laughs> anyway but i'm gonna play it anyway some people out there might like it i personally don't but i'm gonna play it because it's appropriate for this show here was one by um you're gonna love this uh hubba bubba zoot suit by uh, wesley willard and the 709s and here it is you might find it kind of catchy it's kind of new wavy i just have a problem with this song but we're gonna play it anyway because someone out there i know is gonna either like or hate this one hubba, hubba, zoot, zoot. Nam Eva Uber Zat Zat Put the Nam A Hulu Beba Hulu Beba Aha Hulu Beba A Nam Nam A Nam Baba Haba Zoot Zoot Nam Eva Uber Zat Zat Click Nam A Hulu Beba Hulu Beba Aha Hulu Beba A Nam Nam A Nam Baba Haba Zoot Zoot Eva Uber Zat Zat A Nam Nam Baba Haba Zoot Zoot Eva Uber Zat Zat Oh, 
Wesley Willard and the 709s. Hubba Bubba Zoot Suit, 1982. Yeah, it's kind of a comedy novelty song. Everyone loved it up here in the Twin City area, fall of 82. Um, I can remember going uh, back, uh, some old friends of mine from our high school radio station. Uh, we were in the midst of, uh, we were in business kind of for about a half a year or so, uh, doing a sound and light show type thing, which means we go to high schools and junior highs and we would do dances for them. we play the music and have the lights going and all that, and we would have a guest appearance by a, a radio disc jockey, you know, or we would just do it ourselves. Um, anyway, we went back to my old high school, uh, high school in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, and... I remember that whole night, people were coming up and saying, Will you play Zeet Seat? Which was Hubba Zoot Suit. Some of the girls are calling it Zeet Seat. We were like, what? What are you talking about? Well, there was a there was a song on WLOL called Hubba Zeet Seat. Will you play it? I'm just like, okay. So I asked some of the other guys, do we have the Zeet Seat song? They're going, what the hell was that? And so... We didn't have it, but all the girls were coming up to us all night. Will you play seat seat? Will you play seat seat? Will you play seat seat? Hey, can you play have a puppy seat? It's like it was driving us nuts. And I didn't even know what that was until the next week when I got up early and listened to the morning show of this WLOL. They were called Heinz and Berglund, I think, at the time. And uh, they were, again, they played this Hubba Bubba Zoot Suit thing. And I was just like, you mean these girls like this song? And it was the number one craze in the Twin City area, like around Halloween of 1982 or just after. So there you go. Um, a little bit of history from uh, <laughs> the Twin City area. And um, I'll only play that on uh, special occasions. How about that? I think a while ago we had a hipster show and I dug that out and I played that on one of those hipster shows. Uh, hipsters like a lot of strange music. They don't like re you know regular rock and roll. I know that because I know some hipsters and I know what they like and I dedicated two or three shows to them. They were like, yeah, you got to play Tom Waits, John Coltrane, Lou Reed, real dark stuff and real odd stuff. So I threw one of the shows together and I think I did play that one. So, okay. Anyway. Let's move along with a more local music from Minnesota, my neck of the woods uh, in the United States here. Here's one by a guy named Tom Bright called United Man Theory of 1984. How about that? We're out of 82 right now.
Okay, did you like that one? That was a little better. United Man Theory, Tom Bright from 1984, uh, came from, um, uh, what do you call it, an album called Many Hits of Minneapolis, Volume 1. People who recorded at, uh, it was a famous studio out here called Blackberry Way. A lot of the new wave and the punk artists uh, went to record their big um Big recording studio for about three, four years, maybe a little longer, but um, I wanted to know more about that because I was in a band at the time and I wanted to go there and record and, you know, we were trying to find studios at the time for our band. No one would let us in that place. No one would give us any information. It was just all for the, you know, word of mouth people. So we were like, okay, well, screw that, you know. So I, I thought, well... You know, I guess we're just not going to be in the big leagues like everybody else is and go record our stuff. But uh, anyway, I thought uh, I'll, I'll, what do you call it, uh, put aside my little bias from Blackberry Way and play a song or two on this, uh, you know, this show. It's appropriate anyway. Besides, that's 30 years ago. I'm over it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move along. Here's a band that actually was huge around here when they were playing. I don't know if they're playing these days or not, but back in the 80s and 90s, they were all over the place. They were called uh, the Metro All-Stars, and they got all sorts of airplay up here on two or three different radio stations. I used to hear them a lot, you know, in the early mid-80s. And this is a track from uh, their album just simply called A Night at the Prom. Well, half the record was recorded live and the other half was re recorded in a studio well that's what they call it um there was a place called the prom center that uh, everyone played at it doesn't exist anymore uh they tore it down i think in 1984 so um or something like that everything was torn down in 1984 in the twin city area to you know urban renewal <laughs> that's what happened there anyway here's a track from this one record that did come out that year here's one called how strong my love is Yeah. 
Romeo gets a taste of Juliet's perfume. The boys up all night long. Now my love ain't hollow from hell below or heaven above. You wear your heart on your sleeve. I'm bound to follow. That's your push. Touch the shove. That's how strong, strong my love is. How strong, how strong my love is. How strong. Just like 
got songs from the basement, and that's uh, not a bad one. Johnny Ray and their reaction. Uh, yeah, uh, they were fairly big around here, the Twin City area. I know that um, I remember seeing them in the magazines, you know, them playing all over the place, mid-'80s. Uh, the, the group before that was uh, How Strong My Love Is, Metro All-Stars. I used to get them uh, mixed up with another group that uh, played around all the time. They were, like, uh, hotter than ever, called the TC Jammers, and I thought maybe they were the same group or something and changed their name, but uh, I guess not. Um, dummy me, I was actually in a in a band myself when I was a youngster, well, you know, early 20s and all that. Uh, I played drums, actually. That was my instrument. And uh, But the thing is, you know, I, I really tried to get my guys into uh, getting to record and all that stuff and make a record. I always, one of my dreams was to make records or be on a record. Now I play them on, a, on the internet. Other people's bands. But the guys in my early bands were like, eh, let's just jam in your basement and just cover Beatles and stuff. That's all I was really in were these uh, little Beatle jam bands, and they didn't want to do any recording, anything. You know, everyone had jobs, and they were all secure, and they, they didn't, you know, there was one other guy that was always saying, well, yeah, I, of course I want to make a record. Of course I want to make CDs and go tour and, and be the Beatles and all that and, and all that. And I was like that, too. I was like, yeah, nothing's holding me in Minnesota. Let's let's do this thing. But it was our, you know, two, two of the guys were... Let's go, let's go, you know. And the other two were like, eh, let's just jam to Beatles. Let's, we'll talk about it later, like maybe sometime at the end of next year, maybe if I feel like it. You know, so anyway, everyone around me were, were making records and making demos and getting on local radio stations and uh, getting interviews, playing all over the place, making money. That was the big thing. My band, we didn't, maybe we played, uh, we played a lot, but we played for free. And I remember we played one night for four and a half hours at one bar and for for the whole night we got 12 bucks to split you know what we did we went out to like a restaurant or something to celebrate wow we're on our way yeah that was the end of it actually so we were celebrating the the end of our band because the other guys are like yeah let's just jam whenever we feel like it it's kind of like you know <laughs> i i blew it i didn't get with the right guys to uh, actually be on the records that i'm playing but that will change soon um one of my bands we did make some demos and i guess after all this time uh on the next um show for songs in the basement doing local music i'm actually going to play uh, a song or two from one of my bands actually or one band you know one song that i did um you know i tried to go solo at one point and uh, we'll play that but not on this show uh that's a good tease for the next time we do the next show um so uh, as far as I know, we got one more local show uh, of this series of local music from Minnesota, but that doesn't mean I, I can't play any more. I've got a lot of other local stuff, which I will play eventually, so there'll probably be other shows in the future. I just planned six of them, and then I'm sure people are getting tired of hearing from Minnesota music, but uh, we will plan more in the future. Anyway, uh, we went through what we just played, Johnny Ray and the Reaction and the Metro All-Stars. Here's a band that actually made it out of Minnesota. Um, I don't think they had any big hits, but they got known uh, around the country and possibly the world, too. Um, Anyway, they uh, made some albums here locally. The originals are impossible to find now because everybody wants them. They were like a big punk band or punk new wave. I'd say punk. They were called The Replacements, and what I want to do is play something from their 1984's Let It Be record. Here's one called I Will Dare on Songs from the Basement.
Replacements, I Will Dare, 1984. Yes, they had an album called Let It Be. Yes, I know the Beatles did, and Rolling Stones had Let It Bleed, but nothing about that. Let It Be record, The Replacements, 1984. Paul Westerberg was in that um, uh, band, and he actually did some solo records, too. And they also got the uh, attention of Alex Chilton, who uh, also helped The Replacements uh, in, I don't know, uh, on some of the records. So uh, just trying to let you know, uh, they yeah, they did get uh, some, I don't know, some national review, national exposure, and I'm happy for them because they did that. Here's another girl. Um, we're kind of leaving the punk scene right now. We'll play a couple more that are kind of sort of punky, actually. Uh, here's one uh, that when the uh, disco aerobics finally came back and got big in 1984. I know techno pop and all that stuff, but basically I just call it uh, electronic disco. And in the uh, aerobics shops in 1984-85, that's what they were called, disco aerobics places, uh, at least around here. Uh, this girl got some airplay here, and her name is, um, what is her name? Uh, where are we? I just want to get it right. Melanie Rosales, and she had a huge hit around here in 1984, fall 84. And here's one called It's What You Really Want on Songs from the Basement.
Emily Rosales. It's what you really want. Disco aerobics right there. Uh, 1984, perfect time for it. Uh, when everyone was trying to lose calories, you could do it to that song. Okay, that's the Songs in the Basement. Your host, Stuart Held, and we're playing uh, Minnesota local music on this uh, episode of Songs in the Basement. This is our fifth uh, show of Minnesota music, and um, I at least um, have another one planned. I just got to... Uh, get another cd player here because i only have two of them and i'm not sure if one works but uh i'll get it worked out so we can record the sixth one and play it for you otherwise we'll we'll work it out that's all right anyway uh we're playing the stuff from the mid 1980s all the way up to 1989 on this show so we're doing uh the the year 80s. I almost said the aerobic 80s, but uh, no, we're hearing some punk stuff. Anyway, um, here's a band um, I don't know much about. I did obtain the record quite a lo- quite a long time ago, and they sound like uh, I never heard of them before. But um, you and me are going to listen to them uh, nationally. Nationally, uh, they were a Twin Cities band. They were more of a cover band, kind of a country cover band. Um, but we're going to play one of the rock songs, if you want to call it that, and um, not a bad version of it. Here's a band called Southern Rain, and they put out their record, I'm going to say 1985, and it was just called Southern Rain, and uh, they did uh, you know, uh, some other country covers, but they did a Guess Who song. You might know this one, but this is just Southern Rain style. Here's one called No Sugar Tonight. Over. It's all. It's all. 
What do you think, Barry? No sugar tonight in my coffee. No sugar tonight on me. No sugar to stand beside me. No sugar to run in me. Southern Rain, right there in 1985. Their version of No Sugar Tonight by uh, the Guess Who that originally uh, recorded that song. By the way, a little fun fact for you. The Guess Who recorded their first few professional songs in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They're from Winnipeg, uh, on uh, Canada, actually. Manitoba, I think, is uh, the province up there. Uh, I think. <laughs> okay. And uh, the guests who actually came down, they were uh, they were looking for a studio uh, real close by from Winnipeg. They couldn't find anything up there. Well, they were recording up there uh, for a while, but they came down to uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota uh, to... Where was that one? Um, oh, it's at the tip of my tongue that they used it, and I can't think of what it is right now. Not... Not Dub Studios, not... Oh, sh- da, 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 da. Anyway, um, that doesn't matter right now. Anyway, guess who did record down here in Minnesota? And uh, the K-Bank Studios, that's it. Yeah, they recorded a K-Bank at one point in the uh, mid-60s. So anyway, as uh, long as uh, I'm playing... Uh, a guess who cover i might as well tell you about that so anyway that southern rain's version of no sugar tonight uh just originally done by guess who and uh that's their version anyway this is songs from the basement this is local minnesota music here's um a band everyone that i know knows about them but me i never knew anything about them but i have one of the records i guess it's worth a lot of money so i'm going to play a track from this this comes out of 1986 a group called three below and here's a track from that record it's an, a mini ep of six songs here's one called the beat merchants on songs on the basement Sell my pain. 
like that one okay you guys got it well you're not on the radio but you're on the internet how about that three below the beat merchants 1986 local band here from minnesota so i thought i would uh, give them a spin in this day and age let's go to uh the next song that we've got up on the turntable it comes from i guess i can say this it's a uh, one of those homegrown radio station uh records that uh, was from 1986 the song you're going to hear is a song called together by a group called vr and the record it came from is a uh, homegrown rock and roll from a, a record uh, radio station i used to work at uh they were called kqrs so i can i can say that uh came out 1986 and i also had helped throw this record together when I worked there. We were going through like tons of bands that were sending their cassettes in at the time and I was on the crew to um, help say I think we should pick this band, we should pick that band. Um, but of course they uh, picked their own uh, you know the higher-ups you know PDs and MDs and the promotions people uh, picked who they wanted to put on this homegrown record and uh, instead of the people we picked you know uh, there was a lot of talent that uh, sent in their tapes in fact uh, one of the bands that I was in at the time we even gave them uh, we snuck in three or four of our songs too and when they found out we were totally disqualified they said well I don't know if we you know we don't want in you know, you guys, you know, give your tapes of Beatles songs, do you? I said, no, these are originals. These are originals. Oh, well, that's different. Eh, we'll see. So anyway, um, yeah, I helped put this record together in April 1986, I think it was. And uh, they were getting rid of all the cassettes. And I decided to take them all home. And we, I don't know, um, I listed all the bands that had you know we contributed unfortunately i lost the uh, master list but i do have the tape of all the up-and-coming bands uh that uh contributed and sent in their tapes and stuff so they all said they have to have, be copyrighted and stuff like that so i assume they were i would love to find that tape i'm not sure where it is right now because that's like over 30 years ago uh, i could play stuff from that those tapes they're really good stuff but anyway this is one of the bands that was chosen uh they're called vr here they are from 1986 their song together vr on the basement Apart, but we're still together. Who are you? I am I. Like two doves, we will fly together. Together. Together, just you and me alone. 
VR right there in a song called Together, 1986. That's the songs from the basement. Your host, Stuart Hell, playing local music from Minnesota, my neck out of the woods. And we're doing stuff from the 1980s today on show number five for local music. Here's a band that came out, I guess, from Minnetonka, Minnesota. That's where the big famous Lake, Lake Minnetonka. Uh, Bonnie Raitt actually recorded her, her first debut record uh, in, in a studio around that that place, Lake Minnetonka. So, uh, that goes back to 1971, but this is, I guess, 1987. Here's a band called words, and it's supposed to be coming out from their second record called words. And here's a song called you wear white words on the basement. Well, I should know I love you well, well, now I know that I'm your man. 
Forest, the legendary Dare Force from the Twin City area, and uh, Brian Barton, the boys. <laughs> and so, Stay the Night, 1986, uh, when that came out. Uh, great song, actually. The one before that was Words and You Wear White, 1987. Uh, 
I guess a band from Minnetonka, Minnesota. Uh, that's about all I know. That's the Songs from the Basement. This is your host, Stuart Held. Here's one from, uh, well, we're stuck in 1987 for a few songs here. Here's one from the legendary Peter Himmelman. I knew I knew this guy from school and all that. And he's still making music today. He's national. He doesn't uh, make local records anymore. Poor us. Oh, although we can buy his records uh, in Minnesota, but uh, you can too if you're out in New York or if you're out in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Just uh, look around for his stuff. He's got quite a few out there. He's very good. He's an old friend, actually, from St. Louis Park. Here's one from 87, his second album, Waning Moon, on Songs of the Basement.
Peter Himmelman, 1987. Let him finish up here. Okay, I think he's done. All right, Peter, you're done. You had your, your four, four or five minutes. Waning Moon right there, uh, 1987, right here in Songs in the Basement. Um, yes, we uh, had some heavy metal uh, bands here, too. Not many, because everyone was either really into doing covers or they were still into doing disco aerobics and all that stuff. Um but we did have a few bands that came out of here, and a lot of people, you know, glommed on to the, the tin can radio type music. But uh, we're going to ha have a few more songs here. A couple metal ones right here that we uh, dredged out of uh, the basement here. Yeah, I've got a little heavy metal here. Uh, here's a band uh, that was really big. I even saw them live, actually, with a, uh, old, uh, I, I'm not going to say she was a girlfriend because they both uh, liked each other at arm's length, so to speak, uh, which means... No sex. Anyway, uh, but we were just kind of pals. Let's put it that way. And she wanted to go see this band uh, called Slave Raider. And they played at a place uh, called the Caboose. Even my band played there, so I know what it's like to be up on that stage. Anyway, uh, we went to see them in 1987, Slave Raider. And uh, they put out a record called Take the World by Storm. In fact, one of my friends, a guy named Kirby Binder, um, I should actually mention. Um, he's an engineer. And um, I think he did some producing, too, with some bands. But he was one of the engineers on this record long before I met him, but I know him now. So anyway, let's play one of Kirby's uh, productions, Slave Raider Take the World by Storm, from their first record. I think they had two or three of them out there. This is debut number one on Songs of the Basement. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get this record started. Choose 
we go. <laughs> Having fun. Slave Raider, Taking the World by Storm, 1987. Yeah, the album is pretty good. I know that they had another record out there that made it nationally called What Do You Know About Rock and Roll? And there may have been a third one, but I'm not sure what the name of that one is. I can ask uh, one of my friends who was really into heavy metal. He's the uh, metal expert around here, but he doesn't want to come on the show with me for some reason. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like the microphones here, or he's afraid to go on the, I don't know, uh, over the Internet. I don't know. He'd be a good source here. Anyway, let's do another metal song here. This one's a little longer than that one. Here's a band called uh, Bloodstar, and I don't know much about them. They came out in 1984 with this record. And a song we're going to play is 10,000 Years. Bloodstar right here on Songs in the Basement.
That's a song called I've Got Time from a group called the Thunderbats, 1988. Uh, I know uh, two of the guys from that band, actually, and I didn't have a hand in that record, but uh, I didn't even know they made it until like a three, four years later when I saw this in a used record store, and I'm thinking, holy God, I know these people, or at least a couple of them. Um, I will say uh, their drummer is... Uh, I don't mind if he, I don't think he'll mind. Els Matana, I've known him since uh, junior high, actually, seventh grade. And um, anyway, him and I in eighth grade at Westwood Junior High, St. Louis Park, um, were in the uh, same band class. In other words, uh, we both played drums back then. And back then, I can remember, he did not like me all that well, and I didn't really care for the attitudes. <laughs> they were like, well, God, Stuart, you're not that good of a drummer. I can do this. I can do that. They're there was another kid too uh, with us, three drummers, and they just. I was better at playing the drum set than just sitting there at the bass drum going boom, 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 which they always told me to do. Go to the bass, held. I'm like, okay. And when I played the the cymbal, just ting, 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 they were like, God, you're off. Jeez, what'd you keep in time? So Al and I didn't get along that well, although away from that class, we we were okay with each other. So, But Al is, um, we'll call him Big Al, how about that? He plays drums still. He's in some bands. Uh, he plays locally around here. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're okay now. Uh, we, we talk on Facebook and stuff. So there he goes. And uh, one of their guitar players... A guy named Joel Wolf. I will mention his name. He was uh, uh, one of the guard, good, yeah, guitar players there. I invited Joel way back in um, eighth grade to our junior high band. We were we had about I don't know five different names. We were first called well I don't know we were first called Lord Byron, then the Apollo Brothers, then Eclipse, the Black Satin, Disco Twenty Eight. We had a you know every week it seemed like we were changing uh, titles of the name of that band. But anyway, uh, Joel um, did not. He had a guitar or something, and he, we gave him the first exposure. I invited him to be in the band because our bass player at the time was, uh, you know, just bitching and moaning, oh, we got to do something about our band. We need more people. We, we're not going anywhere. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. I said, okay, I know a couple other people that play instruments in school. I'll ask them if they want to come and jam with us. And sure enough, I gave uh, Joel Wolf his debut in a band and gave him the exposure to play music and, um, then, what was it, uh, 10 years later, they make this record. So, And I did talk to Joel actually about five years ago at our high school reunion. And he said, you know what, Stu, you were the one who gave me the debut in a band and playing music. I'm like, I did? I, I thought you were already were playing previously. So I'm taking credit for that. So there you go, Joel. I played you, um, Joel and L. I played your band. Uh, so now you got national debut or national exposure. The Thunderbats and a song called uh, Time. Okay. Ain't got time, whatever. Anyway, the group before that was a heavy metal band, and I got the year wrong on this. Uh, they were called Bloodstar, and I'm not really sure um, if the name of the album was called anything but Bloodstar. I don't know if they've made any other records, but I picked this up quite a while ago. They were metal, and I thought, yeah, they have an interesting sound. I played a song called 10,000 Years, and it was actually recorded in 1988, but did not get out until the year 1990. So... There you go. Uh, Bloodstar. There, I played you guys too. Anyway, you needed the exposure. I gave you some airplay on our show. Okay, this is Songs from the Basement, and we're going to wrap it up in a little while here. Got a couple other songs we want to throw in here. Here's um, a song by a guy named Marshall Fields. Actually, it's two guys. And one guy... Um, 
is a good friend of mine, actually, uh, Marshall Sharloff. And I want to play uh, something that he made back in the early 90s, late 80s. And, uh, yeah, let me think here. I'm trying to see if there's a year here. I, I knew when it came out. I think it was 1989. And, anyway, uh, he did a cover of the Tommy Two-Tone song called Jenny. And that was a big hit in 82 for Tommy Two-Tone. But, um, anyway, Marsh did a... Uh, a cover of this, uh, well, I don't want to call it disco aerobics, but it's more techno pop. Let's put it that way, play in, in the clubs. So here we go. We're going to play Marshall Fields, their version of Jenny from 89 on Songs from the Basement.
Marshall Fields right there in 1989. Doing the uh, classic uh, Tommy Two-Tone song, 8675309, Jenny. Okay, if you know any Jennies out there, don't bother her, and definitely don't call that number. I'm sure, thank you, Tommy Two-Tone, that number is uh, not around anymore, maybe in your area. Anyway, uh, got one more song, and then we're going to wrap it up for the day. Uh, Anyway, Marshall Fields, John Fields, Marshall Charloff were the people who did that one. The last song today is um, actually a guy named uh, Tom Wiggins. Uh, He was a teacher at Hennepin Technical College here in Eden Prairie, Minnesota some years ago, about 20 years ago. And he, uh, I I took a class from him uh, to learn audio production and audio recording and stuff like that. And the only thing I can say is that I took way too many classes in the fall of 1980, no, 93. And uh, I, I don't think I did all that well because I was taking too many classes like audio uh, recording and theory and all that stuff and listening. And then I had television production, so I'm kind of well-rounded in that. But anyway, I got my degree in the, all that whole thing, so I could go to work in that if I want to. It's just uh, someone's got to hire me, actually. Anyway, that's why I do the show, because uh, no one will hire me. So there. Anyway, uh, Tom Wiggins actually uh, made two, three records when he was here in the Twin City area. I think he left for Ohio, I think, or Indiana, one of the two, maybe Ohio. And I haven't heard from him since. But while I was taking his classes, uh, he said, are you aware that I have done some records here? And I said, no, I'm not aware. So he gave me one. This is quite a while ago. Uh, so anyway, this goes back to the early 90s. And... Uh, Here's one called Cool Saturdays. Here's a title track for that wet record. That record. Uh, Tommy Wiggins right here on Songs in the Basement. Saturday. 
Tom Wiggins right there. Cool Saturdays. 1989, that's the year that it came out. Title track of uh, that record. Anyway, he was my uh, audio teacher way back in the early 90s. So uh, I thank you for giving me that record, Tom. Thanks. Now I played it. And you got your debut nationally. (laughs) Well, maybe someone else played it, but um, oh well. This year, how about that first time? This is Stuart Hill. This is Songs of the Basement. And this was the fifth installment of Minnesota Music. In other words, playing music that came out from Minnesota and artists and things like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, I got another show or two. Probably a, definitely another one for Minnesota music. I'll get that one going real soon. And uh, until then, we'll have other shows, mishmash and spotlight shows, I'm sure. And uh, thanks, everyone, for sticking with the show. We really do appreciate this. I can't tell you enough. It's fun to do these shows. That's why I keep doing them, because I know you're out there. You like some of the stuff. Hey, even if I turn you on to one song, we've done our job. But replay the show so you can hear everything all over again. Then you can go buy all the records. Yeah, good luck finding a few. Anyway, this is Stuart Held, and we're going to sign off for the day. And we'll be back next time. Thanks for joining us again. Have a fun one. Bye, y'all.